What's good, everybody? It's your man, the Voice Track Star Sports Correspondent for MMA. Coming to you with some information about the money fight. Speaking of money, Dana White said that the money fight is tracking to do more than 4.9 million pay-per-view buys. Which means that if it does do that, it will be the highest grossing fight in combat sports history. While we're talking about money, Floyd Money Mayweather is set to make $25 million on sponsors alone. And that's just his own sponsors like gloves, walkout hat, uh, front panel of his trunks, back panel, $25 million. Dana White shared as well this week that Showtime Sports had all of the sparring footage with McGregor and Malinaji, which Steven Espinoza said, yes, they did indeed receive footage. However, it was just cut up footage of the things that Connor did well versus uh, seeing a full round and the way that they run all access. It's like a documentary, so they really couldn't use the footage. And then on top of that, it said that McGregor's people said that he had to use all of the footage or none of it at all. So uh, Espinosa, seeing as McGregor called him a weasel on the tour multiple times, said, "Okay, well, we're just going to weasel our way on over here and you can keep that footage. Anyway, that is information about the money fight. We here at Track Star Sports would love to hear from you. Feel free to call in and give us your takes regarding the fight. Also, follow us on Debate Fuel online. That's at Debate Fuel for Twitter. And uh, we look forward to talking more fight sports with you again. This is The Voice, Track Star Sports MMA correspondent, sounding off. What's good, everybody? It's your man, The Voice. Trackstar Sports MMA correspondent. Now, UFC 216 is going to take place in October. And they just signed Tony Ferguson versus Kevin Lee for the interim lightweight title. Now, the lightweight title is held by Conor McGregor, who is taking place in the money fight, which happens in just a week's time. The fact that they have an interim title that they're getting ready to issue is kind of sketchy because Connor said he's going to fight again before the year is up. But for them to issue this interim title versus having Connor fight Tony Ferguson for the outright title makes me think that Connor's going to be on the sidelines for a little bit and or maybe taking on some more boxing fights before coming back to MMA. Another fight that was added to this card was the Black Beast, Derek Lewis versus Fabricio Verdum. That fight is going to be crazy. Now, here's what's crazy about it is that there's so many different twists. This is going to be the biggest fight of the Black Beast career. And he's getting this biggest fight coming off of a loss. That loss was to Mark Hunt. The man who Fabricio Verdum beat for the interim heavyweight title in Mexico. So he's fighting the guy who beat 
the guy who beat him. Crazy, right? Here's what's crazier is that, again, uh, Verdun is coming off of a loss to Overeem. It was a tightly contested split decision loss, but Overeem got him. Now, that was just last month in Dallas. After that fight, though, Mark Hunt called Fabricio Verdun out. He's been campaigning for a fight with Verdun, who said, I'm not ready to fight. But now you're ready to fight the Black Beast when Mark Hunt will be fighting later on this year in Australia. And that fight just got made, too. He's fighting uh, Marcin Tybura. Uh, someone help me with uh, with my Eastern European pronunciations. Anyway, so why couldn't Verdun fight Hunt? He said he wasn't ready. But then as soon as the fight is made, now all of a sudden you want to fight the Black Beast. The guy who Hunt just got done beating. Which led Hunt, who has been on a rampage, going off on everybody since UFC 200. When Brock Lesnar, who beat Hunt at that point, popped positive for steroids, he has not been holding his tongue. He's been letting everybody have it. And he called Fabrizio Verdun a whole lot of things that I will not say. But one thing that he did say was that he was a filthy dog coward. A filthy dog coward. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure... You can say some worse things, but uh, in Mark Hunt's mind, uh, that was about the lowest thing you can call him. All right, for UFC 216, the Voices Marquee matchup is King Bobby Green versus Groovy Lando Venata. Both of these guys like to stand up. They like to bang. They like to fight in unconventional fashions. I think it's going to be a tremendous fight because they're both going to bring it. Again, it's your man, The Voice, Trackstar Sports, MMA Correspondent, sounding off. What's good, everybody? It's your man, The Voice, Trackstar Sports, MMA Correspondent, coming to you with some information about UFC 217. This week, two title fights were signed for this card, and the card is stacked. I mean, it's got some really, really good fights lined up. But the marquee matchup is going to be between GSP and Michael Bisping for the middleweight title. Also signed was a heated grudge match between Cody No Love Garbrandt and TJ Dillashaw. That thing got crazy. They uh, really don't like each other because TJ Dillashaw left Team Alpha Male and went with someone who was dogging Team Alpha Male out in um, in his coach Dwayne Bang Ludwig, talking real bad all over the place about the founder, uh, which is Uriah Faber. And I named my baby boy after Uriah Faber. So, uh, you know, I, I'm a little biased towards Team Alpha Male. Uh, Cody Garbrandt is a champ. He's been on a tear. What he did to Dominic Cruz was just out of this world. So seeing that Dominic and TJ had a decent fight against each other, but TJ lost. Yeah. And the way that uh, Garbrandt made Dominic look 
and he doesn't like him. I mean, he really doesn't like him. If you all have seen uh, any of the season of The Ultimate Fighter where Dillashaw and Garbrandt were coaching against each other, they were getting ready to fight like every day, every single day. I mean, to the point that Garbrandt like slap choked him. <laughs> it was just crazy. So, yeah, this fight is going to be phenomenal. And that's the voices marquee matchup. That's the one that I'm looking forward to see. The one that's going to be on the top bill is GSP and Bisping. But my marquee matchup is Garber and Dillashaw. Also signed for that card is Wonderboy. He's going to fight for the second time in as many years at MSG. But this time, he'll be fighting Jorge Masvidal, whereas last time he was fighting for the title against Tyron Woodley, which ended in a controversial draw. Again, it's your man, The Voice, Trackstar Sports MMA correspondent, sounding off. What's good, everybody? It's your man, The Voice, Trackstar Sports MMA correspondent, coming to you with information about Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. Now, the sixth installment of that series took place this past Tuesday, and Charles Bird, as well as Grant Dawson, submitted their ways to contracts. They both ended their fights with rear naked chokes, and people were kind of saying that this was probably the worst contender series card that they've had so far but I don't know I mean it, the the fights where the people got the contracts those are some good fights I mean they came in they did what they needed to do they got it done and what makes that even more interesting is that Charles Bird fought already on the contender series came back because he fought on the, the very first one he came back fought again and this time he got the contract so that gave a level of intrigue and I'm sorry the first fight of the night between Jamie Colleen and Tiffany McMasters that was my favorite that's the voices marquee matchup for that specific card I mean Tiffany McMasters was handling Jamie Colleen she was whooping her from pillar to post and then Colleen in the last round pulled out the victory with 17 seconds left i mean you couldn't get more drama than that so i i don't understand why everyone is saying oh it was so horrible were there some bad fights yes but there have been bad other bad fights on the contender series too so anyway uh this time was the first time that i listened to the standard broadcast because i wanted to hear paul felder and he was doing a phenomenal job most of the time I listen to the Snoop cast and if you don't know anything about MMA I would suggest watching the Snoop cast because literally it's MMA for dummies uh, Snoop is learning about the sport but he doesn't know much about it so he's asking questions that everyone else would ask why is he doing that you know what is he doing now oh you know he's doing this oh that wasn't a good thing oh okay well no nah, he's getting them now so anyway it's extremely entertaining it's very refreshing i like it and i suggest if uh you don't know much about mma check out the snoop cast because it'll 
it'll make you laugh. It's funny. It's fun. Uh, and it's just a good time. Good time on Tuesday. And if you like MMA and you just want to see it from a different perspective, check out this new cast. Anyway, and plus, Uriah Faber is on there too. He's learning and going and growing. And as I've stated before, Uriah Faber is one of my favorite fighters. Name my baby boy after him. So, yeah, yeah I, I got to watch this new cast. Anyway, it's your man, The Voice, Trackstar Sports MMA correspondent, sounding off. What's good, everybody? It's your man, The Voice, Trackstar Sports MMA correspondent, coming to you with information about Bellator 182, Koreshkov versus Injikawani. That fight is going to be major. Koreshkov is a former champion. Dude is a beast. He was winning his last fight against the current champion, uh, Lima. However, he got caught up, got caught, and it was over. Got knocked out, and this is his first fight since then. And he's getting Injikawani, who has not lost since he's come to Bellator. So this fight is going to be phenomenal. And it's Injikawani's biggest fight of his career. So I'm definitely pulling for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Injikawani. Niger stand up. That's right. I got to represent uh, my Nigerian fighters. Anyway, the co-main event will be between Fernando Gonzalez and Brennan Ward. That should be a decent fight, too. But the voices marquee matchup is AJ McKee versus Blair, the Bull Shark Tugman. Tugman is coming in on a three-fight winning streak. And he's taking on McKee, who is undefeated in his MMA career. McKee is the second-generation uh, MMA fighter. His father, Antonio McKee, uh, has been a phenomenal fighter over the years, has fought in many major organizations, as well as trained a number of notable fighters, uh, such as Rampage Jackson and many others. Now, half of AJ the Mercenary McKee's wins have come by stoppage and it's split right down the middle between strikes and submissions so he has a really good well-rounded game whereas all four of Tugman's stoppages the BJJ specialist has synced in that rear naked choke to get it so he's more looking to get it to the ground again this should be an excellent test for the mercenary who's still young in his fighting career who's only had eight fights though he has not lost any he's only eight in so he's still young and taking on this season veteran that's on a roll ought to be a good good fight also just announced uh bellator is going to penn state yes they're going to pennsylvania state university to put on a fight and a title fight not just a fight, but a title fight between Ryan Bader and Linton Vassal. That should be, it really should be a walk in the park for Ryan Bader, honestly. Because Vassal, yeah, he, he doesn't have uh, much to offer for anyone. Now, granted, he did just beat the former champion, my boy, uh, Liam McGeary. But the book has been written on Liam. If you can get him to the ground and you can ground and pound him like Phil Davis did, then you can win. And that's what Lennon Vassal did. It wasn't pretty, uh, but he got the job done. Speaking of the uh, former champion, uh, 
both Ed Ruth and Phil Davis, who just lost his title to Ryan Bader in a controversial decision. I mean, it really could have gone either way, but I did not see Bader winning that fight. Uh, they're both Penn State alum, and they will be fighting on this card. Bellator's done a good job of trying to cultivate young wrestling talent, uh, such as Ed Ruth, uh, Romero Cotton, Joey Davis, Terrell Fortune, Jared Trice, you know, all of them. So uh, look for a good night of fights. Now, not only that, as far as uh, the Penn State fight is concerned, that Bellator undercard for Koreshkov and Inji Kawani, man, it's got so many names, so many good fighters fighting. So I would suggest if you got some time, log on to Bellator.com and watch the uh, prelim stream. You will not be disappointed. Again, it's your man, The Voice, Trackstar Sports MMA correspondent, sounding off.